What does it take to be happy? Money? Friends? Possessions? Everyone has an answer to this question as to what could bring happiness. But Jesus gives us this week another idea, a different angle or approach, if you will, about happiness. Here's the story. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. And then he began to speak, and he taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil things against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. As I said earlier, many have different thoughts about happiness. Certainly there's happiness in obtaining things like wealth and friends or possessions. Nothing wrong with that. But as I think about it, these are external items and they can come and go. And with it can go, come and go our happiness if it's attached to them. But Jesus, he gives us a source of happiness that is longer lasting, if not everlasting. But they do sound kind of weird and almost like nonsense to us unless we approach them from the cross. And so, and to keep this podcast kind of short, I'm, I'm just going to pull out a few of them. I'm not going to do the whole thing. One that really always stuck out to me is the blessed or happy are those who mourn for they will be comforted. And it seems to be a paradox here. I mean, happy and mourn in the same sentence. But if we take the cross out of the equation, this formula is actually incomplete or it's wrong. I mean, those who mourn are are typically depressed or sad in, in my experience. But the cross gives us hope. And Martin Luther would write that the cross gives hope when there is no hope. And if we have hope, we are comforted. Even when we mourn, we mourn in the hope of the cross, which is our joy. Let's look at another one here. Uh, Blessed are the merciful, for they will have mercy. This can make sense without the cross. I mean, if you think of it as a do unto others, you know, philosophy, eh, I get it. But the cross takes it a little bit further. Us being merciful is a reflection of God's mercy towards us in the cross, through which the world is forever blessed. When we are merciful towards others, how much more is God merciful towards us? Blessed are the peacemakers. Here's another one. For they will be known as children of God. Every week we share the peace with each other. And if you think about it, to make peace with someone or something, you have to forgive or allow yourself to be forgiven. Again, this is taken to another another level with the cross, where we make peace or we forgive each other, just as God has made peace or forgiven us. I'll conclude with the last one here. Um, blessed are you... When people revile you and persecute you and utter all thing, evil things against you falsely on my account, rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you.
this actually could be considered like a beatitude of martyrs. I mean, if you really think about it. And Jesus here places those persecuted for the sake of the cross on a level equal to the prophets. I mean, just, just think about it. To be persecuted for the sake of the gospel, you stand in the company of Moses, Elijah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and others. So, with all these beatitudes, rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. Last December, a local radio station ran an ad where they would ask listeners what Christmas meant to them. And for a month, I listened to such answers as Thanksgiving, family and friends, warm fires, presents. I only heard one person say Jesus Christ. In some ways, I think that for many, understanding the Beatitudes is as elusive as understanding the truth of Christmas. Both only make sense in the cross of Jesus Christ.